0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 40th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include author Deontay Caleb, country singer Jimmy Charles, actor and debuting director Michael Fishman, and rock legend Rob Halford. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and share with your friends. Up first is author Deontay Caleb. He's got a brand new book we'll be talking about, Those Caleb Sisters. We have a little Southwest Oklahoma flavor too. Deontay Caleb and uh, got a brand new book we're going to talk about. And first off, uh, Deontay, thank you so much for your time, brother. Man, I appreciate you for having me, sir. Now now Deontay, when did when did the writing bug uh, this this was kind of threw me for a loop from out for left field. I mean, you got so many things so many irons in the fire, but how did uh, how did this the, this book uh, come to take place? Well,
1: honestly, Cam, this is something that I've wanted to do. This has been in the works for I would say at least 5 years now, so um during the pandemic, I just felt like it had to get done. So I, you know, I don't know if you know, but I started off in the music industry, so I've been writing poems and writing lyrics pretty much all my life, and I just, you know, decided to convert it over to something more kid friendly.
0: Now, now, what, what specifically about uh, the the pandemic was it that uh, made you decide this was that the timing was right?
1: Uh, well, I was laid off of my job during the time, so I, I had a lot of free time. So I was like, man, this is the perfect time, you know, to just get this done. So the pandemic was kind of a, a blessing at the same time.
0: And and how has that been for uh, obviously writing writing poetry writing lyrics and things like that? Does, do you find it easier to find inspiration at this time?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm working on my second book actually, so I'm still motivated. Uh, the fire is still there
0: for sure. Now you now tell us uh, about the book the uh, the the Caleb sisters those Caleb sisters. Sorry, tell us tell us a little bit about the book.
1: Those Caleb sisters is dedicated to my four daughters: Nasiah, Lola. Anaya and Aleia, um, they're my everything. So, you know, if something was to happen to me tomorrow or today, I just wanted to have something I could leave for them. So the book is about them. Um, you really just have to, to purchase it and, and read it to, to get a good feel for it. But the only thing I could really let go is that the girls have superpowers. And, you know, it's about sisterhood and it's about loving yourself and about having good self-esteem. So, you know, it's something for the kids for sure.
0: And Deontay, right now, uh, obviously it's a time. There's there's so much strife. I mean, there's there's the there's race, there's politics, there's uh, there there's COVID nineteen. Whether you wear the masks, whether you don't, uh, how cool is it for you if you could just put a smile on somebody's face and, and let them know that uh, that they're special as well?
1: Yeah, that means everything to me. That's that's my purpose. That's honestly why I do what I do. I love seeing people smile. I love giving back. So that is my drive and my passion in life.
0: Now, you talked about uh, a second book. Is it along the same lines, or uh, or are you kind of changing it up?
1: We are switching it up completely. It's about um, a little young boy and the love for his Yorkie. So I love Yorkies. I'm not really a dog guy, but I love Yorkies, so.
0: Well, mine is sleeping on the back of my love seat right now. So, uh, so she will be very pleased <laughs> whenever she wakes up and hears about that. Deontay, you have, uh, you've been so active and, and involved in, in working, helping with youth programs and things like that over the years. And, uh, how much do you miss that in these times? Cause I know pandemic wise, uh, not a lot of that kind of stuff is going on these days.
1: Yeah, I miss it. That part is very, very unfortunate. Um, I'm more of a hands-on kind of guy, and if I can't really touch the people or you know be face to face, it kind of it hurts. So I do miss it a lot.
0: And uh, what uh, what what other kind of works you got going on out there? Like we said, we got the writing. We got uh, it, you still doing some music stuff as well. Uh,
1: I have a couple artists that I manage. I'm more behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, I have two artists out of Texas that I'm managing right now. Uh, one in Nebraska
0: and what's uh what obviously that that's a challenge these days how how is how is managing an artist during pandemic times i mean what is that like
1: <laughs> it really just i guess it depends on your connection, so my artists are staying busy always that means you're doing right for sure for sure so you know i was blessed blessed to know some people that i know
0: and and what uh what what's the next obviously the book uh what 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 what's next for Deontay? what's going on next week
1: next week um just trying to be a better man, just trying to improve, you know, be a better son, be a better friend. That's really about it.
0: And, uh, about the book, where, where do folks uh, find out more information about uh, those Caleb sisters where they can buy a copy of it and, and also keep up with everything else you got going social media wise. You
1: can purchase the book on amazon.com. Um, I cut a good deal with Amazon. So shout out to them. I appreciate everything they've done for me so far. Um, yeah, you can just purchase the book on Amazon, just, search those Caleb sisters and it'll come right up we have paperbacks and hard copies as well
0: all right well again Deontay Caleb it's been uh, it's been great to visit with you brother it's uh, we sent many texts I think for about the last two years it's good uh, good to finally get you on uh on, on the airwaves
1: yes I really appreciate you Cameron I know you're a busy man so thank you for the opportunity for sure
0: well those Caleb sisters be sure and get your copy and uh Deontay we'll have to catch up again real soon my friend my man take care Again, find more information about that book on Amazon. Up next, singer-songwriter Jimmy Charles will be visiting about his new music and a new single we'll be talking about and a quarantine situation as well. Jimmy, first off, thanks so much for taking the time, my friend.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here.
0: Now, now, Jimmy, first off, if folks haven't heard uh, the name Jimmy Charles, uh, don't know the back story on him, tell us uh, a little bit about how 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 you got to this point so far. I know you've got a new single that's released that already has uh, a lot of acclaim as well.
2: Yeah, man, it's, I mean, that's a lot to say. I've been in Nashville for uh, 10 years now, I've been traveling all across the country. I grew up in the eastern shore of Maryland in a place called Ocean City, a beach town, um, Moved here and just got to work, man. It's been a lot of hard work, um, and you know, I've been um, I've been using a lot of my music. A part of me, a big part of me, um, is using my music to do good in people's lives and to save lives, even. And I've been able to do that with um, with a song called "Superman" that I wrote with a cancer survivor five years ago. And then became the national spokesperson for Zero, the end of prostate cancer, and have traveled the country um, bringing awareness for men to get checked with prostate cancer, uh, still continue to do that. And that song continues to, uh, to bring that, uh, that awareness, um, and, and, and a lot of hope. Um, and then now, you know, our new project, which focuses on addiction, you know, that we have a uh, very serious part of my artistry. but if you come to one of my concerts, I'm going to be all over the stage and we're going to be having fun and, uh, you know, and then we'll take time with those serious moments. But, um, You know, the new Hard Way to Go music video that just premiered on CNT. uh, So excited about that. We've actually, as of yesterday, we have helped 10 people into recovery, the road to recovery, which is uh, absolutely incredible, even if we save one person's life with this. But now we've already had 10 and it's only been out there a week. So uh, super excited about that.
0: And, and when you, when you get that kind of, uh, feedback or reactions from, uh, from, from the music and the work that you're doing, I mean, uh, how rewarding is that? I mean, t- take the business side away from it, but I mean, personally, I mean, how's that, how's that make you feel, Jimmy?
2: Yeah. I mean, the business side can be so frustrating and there's, uh, it's, it's this step, you know, music business is definitely one of the hardest. It's like climbing a slippery slope, you know, and, um, But, you know, that's my addiction now is, you know, once I felt that, you know, and I really felt that with Superman, that I've gone on to write songs like We Are Warriors, I Am Not Alone. These are empowering songs for people that are going through hardships. And music really is a window to a soul. It's able to break down barriers that um, other things can't. Do alone, and um, you know when you have someone hug you, or or you or you have someone uh, send a video on the, uh, of them getting chemo while listening to your song, and it's just giving them that strength and that horrible moment. It's just like you know what, no matter what, no matter where my career goes, or you know I didn't leave my friends and family and and go on this journey for no reason, or I didn't do it to just be selfish. I'm giving this to other people and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's what makes you, if I, if I go tomorrow, you know, I can say that I've done this for, for these people and it continues on. And, um, you know, with hard way to go, uh, there's another, uh, huge, huge topic that, you know, really isn't discussed and uh is everywhere you know behind so many closed doors and there's a lot of really great people that suffer from addiction so um the first time i had one of our counselors with Fortuna health which is one of one of our partners that's offering nationwide assistance um they uh they they said you know a guy had, had reached out to me and said i i lost my wife and all my kids because you know of my drinking and i just want to stop and i want to get help and i got him in touch with uh with Fertaba, and they ended up, uh, he called me back and said, you know, we've got him. We're, we're helping him. Um, he said he just watched the video and suddenly everything came into realization. It just hit him that he needed to get help. And I mean, that right there is exactly what you sit down to do. And, um, man, I just, I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. And, uh, you know, I definitely shed a few tears as well. Um, you know when you when you get that kind of news and it's because it's, it's it was a long process you know and we put put my heart and soul into not only the recording which was an emotional experience but also the video um and you know it plays out a part of my past that um that you know i didn't remember i was too young but when my dad used to try to my biological father um trying to come and pick me up when he was drinking and i don't have a relationship with him because of that so it's an emotional experience, but then you can, and I, I didn't necessarily want to tell that story. I have no reason to, I was adopted by a great man, but I wanted to be able to, that story to help other people. And that's what that storyline did for this one particular person. And when all of that comes full circle and this person that I don't even know is out there and it may have saved his family, may have saved his life, maybe whatever, that's incredible to even think about. And I, I just, you know, it, it made me tear up and, um, I just wish the, wish the best for him and whoever else this is this one's gonna help
0: now when when you sit down to, to write a song obviously you don't know how the reaction's gonna be uh, if somebody's gonna react to you know if, if it's gonna mean something to them but whenever do you ever get completely thrown off by a reaction from a from a song to being like totally anti where uh, where you were going in the first place
2: um you know I don't really think I've experienced that too much. I mean, everybody's finds themselves differently in songs with, with their experience. You know, I always said with Hard Way to Go, it's not just about addiction. You know, other people are going to, there's a lot of different ways of Hard Way to Go. And it does touch on that in the song specifically. However, um, you know, anybody that's battling through anything can, you know, um, can, can find hope in the song and the words in the song and, and a feeling of not being alone. So, you know, that's, it's going to touch different people um, in different ways. And, um, you know, you never know there's a lot of different people out there in the world. You never know, you know, you just, you just kind of hope for the best. There's always these kind of the jitters and the nerves of getting ready to unleash a, a new song or a big project. Uh, cause you don't know what people are going to think about it. And let's be honest, there's some mean people out there, you know, that just sit on Facebook and just want to tear things down no matter how great it is, you know, how, how, how much you're trying to do a good thing. Um, you know, people can, uh, can be, can be mean, but, um, I've
0: ne- I I have never, that. I have never, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. <laughs> uh, this is, this is news to me. No, no,
2: no trolls in your world. You never, never heard of that even.
0: <laughs> now yeah. uh, I know you got your guitar with you and I, I don't yeah. know if, if you have a certain song on your heart that you wanted to share with, with our listeners today. And, uh, uh I'll let you kind of intro it.
2: Yeah. I mean, the big one right now is hard way to go. Um, I really encourage everyone to get onto my Facebook and share that video. Um, like the stories I was telling, I don't know how it, it got to him, you know, um, but somebody shared it and it got to him. And now he's, you know, he's possibly, you know, hopefully, you know, doing well, I don't know the update, but you don't know who else we could, we could possibly touch. So please share that. And uh, I want to do an acoustic version for you right now.
3: Mama told me about the Bible Daddy told me about the Bible And I learned a thing or two Alone Life made me strong Truth made me humble Fighting feels like crying You live like Jesus Some sins are hard to forgive Cause There are straight roads And winding roads And ways to get lost. There are roads that Always pulling at your soul. The right way is the heart.
0: Very nice. Uh, hard way to go. And that uh, the, the, when, when you get uh, h- how hard is it to manage the, uh, the 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 trolls as you speak of? I mean, obviously, when you're trying to share uh, a, a message of enlightenment, uh, a lot of times there's folks that are uh, going to question intentions and everything for you. Uh, how do you how do you deal with those kind of uh, issues that you have to deal with in a public eye?
2: Block <laughs> Block ban, you know, I mean you get them out of there. Um, I mean, I just had a uh, for my premiere of my video, uh, somehow um, these uh, people from, I don't know where they, they were from, somewhere overseas, uh, got into my um, got into my account, and started started putting all these things to, to, uh, to, to take part in the premiere click this link, and then it came up and you had to pay to get in. So, and I mean, they bombard, as soon as the premiere, like I, I, I created an event on Facebook and um, all of these Israelis or something came on there and just bombarded. And then people were like going on there, like they're like, Jimmy, do we have to pay? I'm like, no, do not. I'm like ban it. And they're, they're coming from all over the place. It was the weirdest thing. So, but I mean, you got trolls like that. And then you got people that are just mean or want to bring people down. Um, and you know, you just ignore it. And, you know, I certainly don't partake in feeding, giving them back what they want. You know what I mean? The most I'll say is just troll, you know, let that simmer there for a little while and then, then delete, you know what I mean? So, uh, they, it doesn't bother me. You know, if you're not making an impact if you don't get some, some people like that. It's just, eventually it's just going to happen, you know?
0: And, and obviously faith plays a, a huge role in your life. And, uh, uh, how has that helped you go through 2020 that uh, everybody else has been having to deal with the what ifs uh, each and every day?
2: Uh, this has been an unimaginable year, man. I mean, I, I lost my career. I lost my, my business and it's unfathomable to even think about. I mean, literally I was in a great place. I was touring. I was actually in the Virgin islands. I toured the Virgin islands twice a year And uh, we almost stayed there because we've got some great friends that they like to stay there because we thought this thing was going to blow over in two weeks or, you know, that's what they were telling us at first. It was going to be two weeks, not a year. And um, I was like, okay, you know what? Two weeks is cool, man. A month, I'm cool. Let's do a reset, you know. And and actually, this Hard Way to Go project came from quarantine. But um, all of a sudden, you know, it starts to sink in um, that – you know concerts are going away we don't know when they're going to be back um you know the the bars are shutting down even now that a lot of them are opening back up i still don't feel comfortable uh, getting getting back into things so i've lost my i lost my career so many people have have lost their business and um you know you gotta have you gotta step back and have faith um, you know the world has just gotten so bad one does you know, especially once the racial tension hit, I've heard another song in quarantine called let love carry you. You got to get back to the most powerful thing on earth and that's love. And we all got to love each other and help, uh, help each other through, you know? So, uh, faith and then you, you can't even go to church. <laughs> it was, you know, we were like, man, we can't even go to church if we want to, and everything's online. And of course it's really hard to get that connection, but you, you gotta, you gotta dig deep within yourself. And, um, you know, I've got a brand new son. Um, you know, well, he's won now, but, you know, thank God he doesn't really realize what's going on, but I got to spend my time and really watch him grow. Um, And, you know, so you focus on those things. And of course, you know, you've got to do what you got to do financially. I've been singing, I've been doing shows like this from my living room, you know, and uh, thank God I have such a great support system. My fans are absolutely amazing. They've showed up, you know, um, they've helped support this hard way to go uh, project, uh, of course, making music videos and promoting them is not a cheap thing to do. Uh, so they're helping, you know, they're, they're part of, of helping get it out there. And, um, you know, I thank God for, for them. And, uh, I'm just praying that it, this is done soon. You know, we all need to get out of this
0: soon. <laughs> yeah. We need to, we, a lot of us need to get out of the headspace we're in. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, for
0: sure. Well, Jimmy, sure. I want to make sure and, uh, and let all of our listeners know where they can, uh, not only find the video, uh, social media, and like you said, touring eventually. So, uh, whenever, whenever those become available as well.
2: Yeah. Um, just get on my Facebook, just search Jimmy Charles on Facebook and, uh, like that page and keep, um, my bulldogs under here. I don't know if you, if you heard someone snoring, it's my bulldog He's he's right. And I need them. See if I can't, if you can't see him. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he might be upside down, but <laughs> that's Hank.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't think we have enough time for me to show you all the animals we've got in the room. I, that's what when you were saying earlier, I wasn't responding to you. I was. I have a Yorkie that was trying to get up on my uh, on the on the uh, way, yeah. on the recliner. So that's what the problem was. <laughs> okay. uh, but that's Hank.
2: Um, so you'll see pictures of him too on my Facebook, on my Instagram is Jimmy Charles Music. Uh, the video is on YouTube. It's also pinned to the top of, there's a, a Facebook thread that's pinned uh, to the top of my Facebook. We're, we're looking at um, getting, I think, close to 30,000 views in, a, in the first week, which is not bad. It's getting out there. But hit that share button. And, uh, of course, I'm on Twitter as well, JimmyCharles92. And love for you guys. Uh, anybody listening that, that sees the video and all my other music, um, you know, my whole album is called Hard Way to Go. Um, and there's some fun songs on there too For sure uh, But it's on on you know all the Spotify Apple Music, iTunes, Pandora You can find me I'd love for you to, to stream And feel free to send me a message About uh, what you think of some of the songs well,
0: All right Well uh, Jimmy it's been uh, great to visit with you And get to know you a little bit better And uh, Yeah thank you for having me Best of success the rest of the week And uh, hopefully we'll catch up again real soon Absolutely Up next is actor and now director making his directorial debut on this Wednesday night's program of The Connors, Michael Fishman visiting with us. Michael, always good to visit with you. I hope you're having a, a good start to your Monday.
4: Yeah, you know, it's an exciting week. Uh, this week is the Connors Halloween. So I love Halloween and I love the opportunity. So it's, it's an exciting time, and I think people are really
1: going to enjoy this episode.
0: And, and this one is uh, extra special for you, making a directorial debut. And, uh, Michael, how much pressure did you put on yourself personally uh, for, for your debut performance, if you will?
5: Well,
4: what I'll say is it's an opportunity. You know, I, that's kind of the way I look at it. I used to be an athlete, so I, I like big games and I like moments. Uh, the chance to do the Halloween episode, that's such an iconic thing in our show. It really is a legacy for us. It is one of our most technically demanding because of the costumes and the hair and makeup. And, you know, we end up doing pranks and special effects and all of these extra pieces. So it was a huge vote of confidence. And I, I'm probably the right amount of crazy when it comes to loving this <laughs> part of what we do because I love Halloween. And so, you know, and I love the people I work with and I love the crew. So I was ready.
0: And for you, the uh, to to maybe tone down your excitement whenever they uh, offered you the opportunity. I mean, h- how excited were you whenever they first uh, uh, told you that they were going to let you do
3: that?
4: Well, you know, I really fought for this opportunity. It's one of those things. You know, when you tra- whenever you transition in any place or any job, <laughs> people don't like to, to necessarily see people in in new realms because in the beginning you're not sure. And I think the first time you do anything you really have to earn everybody's trust. So my job was to come prepared, to know what I what I wanted and needed and being in charge of the technical side of things is different than being on the creative side. So I was well equipped and I think my job was to make sure that everybody was ready and to be ready when the opportunity came. And like I said before, it was such a wonderful gift. And this episode centers around the kids in a lot of ways. So to get to empower, you know, Ames McNamara and Jaden Ray, who plays my daughter Mary, who this is the first time you really get to see all of her talent, it, it was great to get to help and empower them in that way.
0: And, and for you, you're of an age where uh, the, the technical side's probably your more more comfortable side, too, right? Well, it's interesting. You know, I've spent so many years on the
4: technical side that people aren't aware of. I've worked in every department except for uh, hair and makeup and wardrobe, and I would butcher both of those. So it's for everyone's best interest that you keep me more on the uh, techni- technical manual side of things. Um, so I have been in all these departments, so it gives me a a good perspective, and and I've always celebrated our crew. It's such a gift to get to transition and collaborate on that side, because as much as everybody knows the talent in front of the camera, we have a world-class team behind the camera, and they're just so gifted. It really is tapping into everybody's strengths and making sure that you're guiding and leading, but trusting people's talent
0: and michael did it make you maybe appreciate each of the different roles that you'd served in before made you uh, understand the importance of 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 every key person
4: i think you can't help but know every one of those portions is important and i've i've always tried to celebrate that you know coming back this year with the limitations of masks and spacing and things because of covid-19 I wanted to make sure that I acknowledged our crew, so I gave everybody pins at the beginning of the year and and reminded them that I can't shake your hand or do some of the normal stuff that we have done in the past, but we're still here. We're still together, and so I think that really helped set the tone for, for connecting in that same special way, just doing it within the framework of our limitations.
0: And how do you think the how do you see that the the, the Connors, do you think that uh, 2020 has played an effect on maybe the writing and inspiration of the show as well?
3: Well,
4: we're always so uh, present with our show. It's one of the gifts is getting to tackle really real life and, and complex uh, conversations and topics within the framework of also finding humor. So you know uh we're diving into aspects of the pandemic and we're diving into the change in economics and shifting work in this country and the shift of like the restaurant going to takeout because they can't be open but also you know stories like you know DJ and Mary their stories have never been more relevant with all of the social things that are going on in this country being, you know, in an interracial marriage and having a biracial child and and the complexity of what's going on in the world and even the election, you know, those are the stories that I love to dive into. And then, you know, DJ's a veteran with his wife who is deployed overseas. And for military families, that's everything. And it is, you know, those heroes are out fighting for us every single day. And I, you know, that it means a lot to me. You know, my, my brother, actually uh did his training in Oklahoma, and my dad is a veteran. so those things resonate with me so much, and those are the stories I want to tell, not just here I, you know I fight to tell those stories on the Connors, but I'm also writing and producing other projects to share those stories because I want authentic television that people can relate to and entertainment that people can see themselves in.
0: And does, does it make it hard sometimes, like you talked about, being so relevant and so aware? I, I know the show has always been kind of on the cutting edge of that, and I know you've got to be proud to be uh, to be on a staff that does that as well.
4: Yeah, it's really important to me because I think that's where you connect with people, is people want to be able to share and sometimes commiserate, and you want to be able to share your struggles as well as your successes. And for so many of us, and in, in a lot of times in entertainment, It's all the kind of um, easy fantasy world. People are not struggling with their jobs. They're struggling with stretching a dollar. But that's what all of us with normal families who have worked normal jobs have done over the years is you have to find a way. And every time you think you're getting ahead, you know, the car doesn't work or, you know, I got a transmission problem and, you know. Uh, all of a sudden, the kids need a bunch of money for sports, and you got to figure out how do you prioritize and balance and and reorganize your assets to get the most out of your life and empower your family.
0: And, and Michael, this this year, how how much has it changed? Maybe your goal setting, looking forward to 2021.
4: You know, it's funny. I am uh, I'm an optimist, so. I had to take the, the limitations of this year, you know, as a dad and having a family, we had to bunker down and, and be more selective. But as a creative person, it gave me time to write and really build other projects. So I'm probably, I'm more suited and more geared towards big dreams for 2021. And I have all these projects I, I'm meeting to, to try and sell. And then my daughter and I in our little place decided over quarantine that we were going to shoot our own movie in three rooms or whatever and just make it happen because it was a creative outlet for us and a way of spending time together. So I have huge plans over the next few years. I have, you know, a ton of scripted television projects and a bunch of movies that I, I want to get made. So, I got big plans and big dreams.
0: There you go. And again, the uh, the Halloween episode, the Halloween-themed episode of the Connors, uh, Wednesday, 9 Eastern, 8 local time on ABC. Michael, always want to make sure and let our listeners know where to keep up with uh, everything social media-wise as well.
4: Well, for me, you can reach me at Real M Fishman, R-E-E-L, M Fishman. I always respond uh, across all platforms, and then I do a show to celebrate the technical side during the pandemic a lot of our people were out of work so we started this show called Fish's Call Sheet so F-I-S-H-S Call Sheet C-A-L-L-S-H-E-E-T so you can reach me on those social medias as well or check us out on YouTube and you get a better idea of what people do in our business and the amazing talent that goes behind the camera.
0: Well Michael always great to visit with you looking forward to the new episode and I hope you have a a great rest of your week my friend.
4: Thanks Cameron stay safe and, and I wish you all the best.
0: And our final guest is rock legend, Rob Halford. You remember him as the legendary frontman of Judas Priest. He's got a brand new book, Confess the Autobiography. Rob Halford, uh, no other explanation needed, got uh, a brand new book, Confess the Autobiography, we're going to talk about. And uh, first off, Rob, great to visit with you again, sir. Hey, Cameron, it's
5: good to hear your voice again, my friend. How are you doing? Are you keeping well? Keeping well,
0: uh, keeping distant. We actually got quarantined a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, so yeah, doing uh, doing things different, kind of like we've all been doing it this year, right?
5: That's right, yeah. And it's uh, it, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, we, we've been going through the same kind of things here in, in Phoenix and in Arizona where I'm talking to you from today. And I'm sure around all Oklahoma, everybody's doing what they need to do. And, uh, hey, one of the cool things about having this spare time on your hands, if you've got any spare time, is, uh, is being able to read a book. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of silver lining that is always there in the clouds is an opportunity to uh, have a delve into the confessions of your metal god. So this is a really, really special time for me. And I'm so happy to be able to share it with so many of my metal maniacs around <laughs> Oklahoma. Rob,
0: how was it hard to sit down and write? I mean, uh, or, or was it once you got to? Was there a hard point you got through, and you, and you were like, "Okay, that wasn't so bad."
5: Yeah, um, I'd like to feel that the way that this book has been put together, it's more of a conversation than anything else, and, and that's due to the great way that my uh, my friend Ian Gittings was able to put my voice onto the pages, so to speak. And in in that manner, um, he was able to guide me through the book in a in a very comfortable way. And yeah, there were some there were some difficult moments because you know that's life. Your life throws all these kinds of things at us, like we're, we're dealing with now. And it was it was a lot of fun. I, 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 the whole experience. I felt great about making this book, and it's something that I've wanted to do for so long, and now it's uh, out into the world and everybody's uh, getting into it.
0: Now did, w- was music when, when you uh, w- were first coming up, was music an obvious choice for you or was it something that uh, maybe you just kind of fell into?
5: I've had music in my life for as long as I can remember. Cameron, i I, I, I heard the same with you there at the station, you know, it, it, it's, such, a, such an important part of who we are and I was always surrounded by music even from a little kid you know and then it's growing up and going into my teen years when music is kind of like your only friend because you hate your mum and dad you hate school you hate life but you love your music so I went through all of that kind of uh, experience and, and the more I listened to music the more it meant to me and the fact that um, I've been gifted with this this voice, it was just a, just a beautiful blessing to be able to to take the voice and to put it into a life, uh, a life experience of of being a singer in a band. And of course, that's what I've been doing uh, with Judas Priest now for, for pretty much 50 years or more.
0: How, uh, and as you look back at it, what's, uh, what's the biggest thing that sticks out for you about your time, uh, as the front man for Judas Priest?
5: I think it's just the longevity, that's, that's just a, a remarkable achievement. There are very few bands, metal bands, that have been able to um, you know, take this road and, and to, to keep it so secure and strong, and we've only been able to do that not only by our own endeavours and determination and self-belief, but with our, with our fans, you know, I've said this a million times, you, you can't be a band without your beautiful fans that support you. And we have many of our megalomaniacs throughout Oklahoma, a part of the story in The Great Life of Judas Priest.
0: And, and as everybody now is, uh, it, there, there's so many things people are 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 angry about it. Uh, a lot of the music Judas Priest was known for was was, was a bit of angst, obviously. Uh, d- How does it feel to have a new generation uh, that that are playing your tunes with kind of the same inspiration behind them?
5: You know, you used a cool word there, Cameron, with the word angst, because everybody goes through angst, especially uh, again. As you, you're sorting down your life and, and you're really realizing the power, the great power that music has for us all, not only enjoyment, but as a, you know, as a kind of a steam valve to, to, to just go to a metal show and let loose and go crazy. Um, that's that's the, uh, the wonderful thing about, about metal and in our case, in it, it's an absolute drill. Each time we come back to Oklahoma, we see some new metal maniacs in the crowd, especially younger metalheads who pick Judas Priest. They choose Judas Priest as their band. That's the greatest one you can throw at us. Um, with so many amazing bands around us right now in metal, all genres, all different demographics, young, young new, new younger metal bands especially, they're the next leaders in, in the metal world. So... It's just this beautiful metal community that, that, that that's enduring and um, and keeps us all united.
0: Now, Rob, you, you you got the autobiography out there, and and how important was it for you to get the the, uh, the whole truth rather than you know stories from uh, he said she said any of that kind of stuff?
5: Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that on, Cameron, because I mean, as much as we all like you know a little bit of gossip here and there, it doesn't really have any substantial value that it kind of dissipates after a while. So, we've made sure that, yeah, the anecdotes are important. The stories, they're great stories. Me making Superman and Madonna and Lady Gaga and Jack Nicholson and The Majesty the Queen and all of these things really happen. But if you put them in the right order and sequence of events, they just have this beautiful flow of, of all of these different emotions um, that we that we share together in life. And so that really again is the expertise of Ian. Ian was able to get the balance. It's a bit like I'm making a it's a bit like making a record really, Cameron. You know, how records start really strong and powerful and they take like, it to you know, the dynamics of of the of the whole album. And and I've understood this for the first time. This is the first time I've ever, I've ever done a book like this. I don't even know if I'll have to do it another one of this nature, but it, it's been a great thrill for me as a creative person to, uh, to share it. And, um, yeah, book is definitely a roller coaster ride. That's for sure.
0: Now, now what was the, what was your response the first time the editor come back with, uh, with, uh, uh, an edit idea for you?
5: Oh, um, well, again, uh, if I understand your question, it, it's, it, we had we had an enormous amount of material for this book. Like one pretty Mike album, so always have an overabundance of material. And then the editing process, the way that you cut, cut away the chat and get to the real core of the, uh, the you know the body of, of, the, of what you're creating, that's very very important. I got a little bit upset, you know, because my publisher we're going, we don't need this, we don't need that. I'm like, no, no, we've got to keep that in. I say, no, if you keep too much of this in it gets too heavy, you know, it gets too light or whatever. So I relied on their their incredible expertise as editors to get the so uh, so well. So that's that's really important. It's like how many verses does a song need? How much how many bars of the lead break do you need, you know? You have to be really brutal to some extent to get to make it's like making a diamond, you know, you've got to be putting away. I and mean, then there's a, there's a point where you, you get the brilliance of the experience and, uh, and then, you know, you don't go any further. So that was a, that was a real um, kind of uh, <laughs> some days it was like, oh, no, another day. Yeah, a little bit of everything, but so valuable.
0: And uh, Rob, I want to make sure and let our listeners know where to find uh, where they can uh, order the book. Uh, where the, Obviously, you can pick it up in bookstores and uh, follow you social media wise as well.
5: Yeah, all over the place. Yeah, all over the place. Uh, we have a lot of fun on my uh, Instagram at Rob Halford Legacy. There's um, 550,000 of us around the world, and we communicate that way um, in real time, talking about the book and posting pictures and so on and so forth. So that's another way, you know, apart from you know, the obvious online experience.
0: All right, well, Rob, it is always great to visit with you. I truly appreciate your time, and uh, hope you have a great rest of your week, my friend.
5: Thank you so much, Cameron. All the best to you. Stay safe. With uh, with what we're going through, I wish you all the best uh, for this Halloween and the heavy metal Halloween, and all the best for the coming holiday season. And we look forward to seeing you when Priest gets back out back out on the road in twenty twenty one.
0: Sounds good, Rob. Thank you so much, sir.
5: See you, Cameron.
0: Bye-bye now. Thanks again for joining us for this 40th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, find me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, email me, GQWithCam, at gmail.com. We'll be back with more special guests in episode 41 coming up tomorrow.